Hey, good morning, everybody. Hope you're having a great start to your Tuesday. And uh, some some important stuff in the news today. Uh, one's, one's more personal to me than others, and that's the Zero Hedge article on uh, the pastor in Canada. Uh, pastor Arter Pavlovsky troubles with the Canadian authorities began long before his sermon to commercial truckers, encouraging their peaceful defiance against what he thought was oppressive public health care mandates. COVID-19. Uh, he's now facing a prison sentence of up to 10 years. Uh, he's been arrested for feeding the poor, uh, been arrested for not shutting down services during uh, during a pandemic. So keep him in your prayers. Don't hear a whole lot about him, but from time to time, Zero Hedge will put some articles out there, and that's what there is there. InfoWars had another article, too, uh, that the risk of, of stroke has skyrocketed. Um, in a certain group of people, and uh, since about 2020, uh, when so we all know where this is going and what's happening. So stay stay aware of the news and the narrative, and uh, go from there. All right. Uh, many new ag- news agencies are saying Devin Archer confirms Joe Biden lied about knowledge of Hunter Biden's business dealings and the fact that Department of Justice wanted to arrest him before he was able to go before Congress and testify. It says a whole lot. And uh, I, I don't know at what point the Department of Justice is going to say, you know what, our image is pretty bad in America. Maybe we should settle down a little bit, but it's there. Um, also, uh, WND News has, caught, has put some stuff out showing people intentionally setting fires in Italy. Um, and also there's, there's other, other uh, ideal video out there, drone footage of, of people starting fires. And said, oh, it's climate change, global warming. So at least, at least we know what's happening there. Also, <clears throat> Illinois Governor Pritzker allows non-U.S. citizens to become police officers with a new law. Now, this is fundamentally a bad idea. You got people who are not citizens who have no regard for our laws now enforcing the laws. Um, not good there. Zero Hedge had a great article called 10 Signs. Uh, the mainstream media is not telling you the truth about the economy. Worth your time, worth looking through, because <clears throat> there's some crazy things out there. Uh, and you may have you may have seen this in, in uh, Infowars has put this out. I think also uh, News Target, um, a UK weatherman. This, and this is not United Kingdom. This is United Kingdom. Pays with cash at a cashless convenience store. Went to buy strawberries, paid in cash. They weren't going to take it. They called the police. So he's so he lays down the exact amount of money he needs to pay for the strawberries and starts eating them. Uh, it's a funny, it's a funny video to watch. Uh, Infowars had another article. What could it be? Mainstream media shocked by 30% increase in heart attack deaths among ages 25 to 44. Hmm. What could it be? What could possibly be the, 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 uh, the, the primary factor involved with this? Well, news won't tell you that, but nonetheless, we, we know. And Vice Magazine, scientists control human DNA with electricity and leap forward study reports. Once again, we're going to start seeing more and more uh, steps over the line. Uh, there, there's, there's, there's only so far that people in humanity and science will be able to go. But the point is, um, they're, they're playing God, and they're playing God with a whole lot of things. Uh, and not just their own lives, but their own, with, with ours as well. So, and you may have also been following, John Kerry has been uh, demanding agriculture now, uh, does emission cuts. And we got to do something about agriculture and all this food that people are producing because it's, it's causing unsustainable damage. 
And so he'll get in his jet and fly over the world to tell people that. But nonetheless, uh, a lot of a lot of people are coming out saying, if, if this happens, then the country's going to bankrupt. It's going to bankrupt every farmer in America. <clears throat> so those things are happening. So things are going on, folks. It should get our attention to keep our keep our eyes focused on things that are happening. Are you going to be at the uh, Revelation chapter 2, uh, verses 18 uh, through 28 today, church in Thyatira. It says, And to the angel of the church in Thyatira write, The words of the Son of God, who has eyes like a flame of fire, and whose feet are like burnished bronze. So already the characteristic of who Jesus is, those burning eyes, those flaming eyes of truth, feet like burnished bronze that bring the truth. He says, I know your works, your love, and faith, and service, and patient endurance, and your latter works exceed the first. But I have this against you. You can do a whole lot of great things, a whole lot of good things, and still God can be in the background going, hey, what about this? What about this? What about this closet? What about this door here? What about this room? He said, but I have this against you that you tolerate. Now, that word tolerance, tolerate, in today's culture and world means a whole lot of different things than it used to. Uh, when you tolerate things, it means you put up. Some of you tolerate people that you deal with at work. Some of you tolerate um, situations that are going on in, in the nation. He said, but you tolerate that woman Jezebel, that woman Jezebel. So <clears throat> within the, within the just like in the Ephesian church here in Thyatira, um, they were praised for their spiritual growth, but they compromised in some of the spiritual matters. They compromised in some places that were, you cannot compromise. Uh, there was tolerance of unbiblical teaching and immoral lifestyles, and they just allowed to go on. They wouldn't talk about it. They wouldn't, they wouldn't address it. They wouldn't say, hey, brother, sister, we need, we need to address this. You can't do this in the church. But they were. Um, and, and John, in, in this setting, calls the, the one particular person Jezebel, um, and Jezebel is a name from the Old Testament. It basically lines itself up with false worship, uh, false hope. Uh, Jezebel was a very, very sensual person, very manipulative in the control of people and situations. And there was some acceptance, very, very seductive teaching. And please understand, folks, that a lot of, a lot of false teaching is very, very seductive. It will, it will have some type of, it will sound good, but there's something going on, but there's a hook to it. And it will, it will bring great harm to believers who will tolerate it. will bring great harm to sincere believers who will tolerate it. So you gotta, you got you to gotta watch out for this stuff. Um, and literally, Christ condemns this Jezebel in the church. He says, hey, she's going to kill you. She's going to kill the, the spiritual fruit that's happening in the church. She's going she's gonna to dig up the roots of the plants and then throw them out in the, uh, throw them out in the yard so they all wither up and die. Um, and basically, he says, those of you who tolerate her and have turned your back on God, you're gonna, you better repent. You need to repent. He says, you tolerate the woman Jezebel who calls herself a prophetess and is teaching, the, and, and teaching and seducing my servants to practice sexual immorality, to eat food sacrificed to idols. In other words, Jesus says to this, this flat out to this church, he says, look, you're allowing this person to teach in your, teach in your, in your sanctuary, teach in your synagogue, teach in your church, and she's tearing it up. And by doing that, she's tearing you up. She's, she, she's, this is not the best thing you can be doing or should be doing. You, you need to confront this. You tolerate her. Don't tolerate her. Confront her. Kick her out. You know, Get her out. Chase her out of town. 
He said, I gave, I gave her time to repent, but she refuses to repent of her sexual morality. So here we know that God spoke to her. God basically came and he said, hey, you need to stop this. And she refused to repent. In other words, she was stubborn in spirit, hard-hearted, stiff-necked. All those pharisaical uh, you know, characteristics were there. I gave her time to repent, but she refuses to repent of her sexual morality. And in the church world, that's why we see the LGBT stuff getting so big and so blatant in our face, because this is blatant sexual sin. Uh, these lifestyles are blatant sexual sin. And so when we confront them, they say, oh, you just have no tolerance. And that word tolerant um, is not a word, you know, we're, we, there may be different denominations, fellowships, face, uh, different ideas on, on theology. And some of those ideas on theology can impact and affect your salvation. But here, this was this was ruining the spiritual lives of those who were practicing it. And God said, I spoke to her, I spoke to her, I spoke to her, and she, she refuses. In other words, this was a willful, I will not repent, I will not back down from teaching this, I will not stop saying this or sharing this. And that's when you say, there's the door, there's the door, you need to leave. Behold, I will throw her onto a sickbed. In other words, a consequence and judgment for not repenting is going to be a sickbed. And those who commit adultery with her, I will throw into great tribulation unless they repent of her works. In other words, they're doing stuff that she did, so, her, so she was leading by example. And God's basically saying, if you do what she does, I'm going to judge you too, because you're not listening closely enough to realize that this is sin. You shouldn't be involved with it. So I'm going to throw in a sick bed. In other words, I'm going to allow there to be a serious consequence for your, you know, look, there's judgment. And when you begin to follow and walk after false theology, there will be consequences. Things will grow in your life. Things will grow in your heart. Things will grow in your spirit that, 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 that will one day have to be cut out with a bush hog if you're not careful. And I will strike her children dead. I will strike her children dead. Now, this is not talking about her specific children in the context of this verse. Because Jezebel represents the spiritual mother of all those in the church that were promoting those ideas and those terrible, those terrible acceptances, you know. And see, there's a lot of people. Oh, I've got grace. I've got grace. I've got grace. And God forgive me, but um, and there were even even people during the Middle Ages that would buy allowances from the priests so they could go and sin. You can't get by with those things. God will judge anything and everything you do that violates His word, violates His law, violates His ways. So there are people who say, well, I've got liberty to engage in this and that. That's a bad idea. Why is it a bad idea? Because God's word says we're supposed to be holy and righteous and different. That's why. So Christ will ultimately judge and condemn and destroy any who promote those type of ideas and those deceptions in the church especially. And that's why you have to confront these things in the church. That's why some of you have, have left churches. Uh, and, and I encourage you, if, if, if your pastor starts teaching or preaching stuff that goes against the word, sit down and talk with them. Let them know where you're coming from. Let them know, you, you know, we need shepherds who are going to protect and guard the word and guard the pulpit. And when you see sin like that being, being, being flagrantly and vagrantly pushed, uh, we need to address it and deal with it. So we, we need very, very, very much so to confront these things. So he says, I will strike her children dead. So whatever, whatever, whatever comes to it, you know, if they start teaching these people, in other words, God is saying, the people who end up following this stuff, they're going to die spiritually. They're going to die. And, and, and all the churches will know that I am he who searches mind and heart, and I will give to each of you according to your works. In other words, he says, 
Uh, I'm watching those of you who will confront and those of you who won't. I'm watching those who will compromise and join in. I'm watching those who will applaud those things that are happening. Driving through a, a, a campus, a, a college campus in the last several years and noticed a whole lot of, you know, the, the religious agencies, the churches on that campus were, you know, had, had flags flying that violate God's word. And, and I was thinking to myself, boy, the judgment that's going to come on these churches because they should know better and they should know better. But to the rest of you in Thyatira who do not hold this teaching, who have not learned what some call the deep things of Satan, to you I say, I do not lay on you any burden. In other words, there were people who were confronting. There, there were people that were doing these things. Uh, and someone asked about the ads. Folks, I did not monetize this page. It was monetized. It was monetized by YouTube, Facebook, because the number of people that were on it. So I, I don't have anything to do with that. So understand, um, that's not my doing, okay? Um, he says, only fast, only hold fast to what you have until I come. God was speaking to this church clearly and saying, I know some of you have confronted these people. Some of you have, have, uh, have been, you have, you have called out these things. But the point is, the point is, you and I have responsibility to confront these things when we hear them, when we see them, when we're around them. We have we have a responsibility to to deal with those issues in our truth, our churches, things and culture, things that are going on. And when we see the church, when we see the church at large begin to step over a line, that's when we got to say, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Can't handle it. Can't do this because God says, I'm going to honor you. I do not lay hands on you of any any other burden. In other words, God says, I know you're doing what you're supposed to, but there are some in your church that are not. There are some in your church that are not. And so that's the point. Make sure you're speaking the truth in love. Make sure you're confronting those things you see that don't line up with God's word. Only hold fast to what you have until I come. And he basically says, you know, I'm, there are consequences for our lives and those things will play out. And then he says, the one who conquers and keeps my works until the end, speaking of stay faithful, no matter how bad it gets or how hard it gets. Tim, I will give authority over the nations. And the Bible says we will rule and reign with Christ. It's during that millennial reign of Christ, that thousand-year reign. And he will rule them with a rod of iron. And the, the, the he there is not capitalized, speaking of us, that we will have a leadership and authority. He will rule them with a rod of iron as when earthen pots are broken in pieces, even as I myself have received authority from my Father. Jesus says, you will rule and reign with me, and I will give him the morning star. I will give him the morning star. And 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 this this refers to the, the sun. You know, the star that brings the morning and the hope for all of us, that's what Christ is. He's also called in Malachi 4.2, the son of righteousness. He brings us into God's life. He brings us into eternal life. Um, and, and the prophet Malachi also referred to that son as having healing in its wings. So when we share who the morning star is with the world around us, we're giving them hope. We're giving them help. We're giving them healing. Uh, and we're being faithful to give that message. And so Jesus speaks to this church in Thyatira and he says, hey, some of you are tolerating this stuff you should not be tolerating. And those of you who have been confronting, stay faithful, keep doing what you're supposed to do because all those things matter. All those things matter. So folks, let's pray. Lord, I'm asking that you would encourage each of, uh, each of the people that are on here, including myself, to continue to, to speak the truth in love, confront the truth, confront the things, the falsehoods that are out there. 
Help us to speak up when we need to speak up. Help us to stand out when we need to stand out. But help us to always confront those falsehoods and those lies the enemy is pushing. And Lord, there are Jezebels in the church. Uh, there are Balaams in the church. Uh, there are all sorts of, of, of crazy things happening in the church today. And I pray you just give us the wisdom to confront the things that need to be confronted. And the, and, and the courage and the fearlessness to stand up and say, that's not in the word. That violates God's word. Help us, Father, to have the heart and the passion that we need to have and recognize the things that you want to do in us, with us, and through us so that we can confront these things. And Lord, Jezebel was big in this church. That, that, that spirit, that Jezebel spirit was big in the church. And I also pray, God, we won't go chasing crazy things or weird things, but we will we'll know the word well enough. We'll know the authentic. We'll know the genuine. So we hear, when we hear mis, the truth misaligned and, 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 and twisted, that we can stand up and say, that's not what it says. God, give the church courage. Give the believers courage. Give pastors courage to preach the truth and speak the truth. And I pray for I pray for Pastor Archer there in Canada. Lord, this man has, has stood strong in the face of adversity, and now he faces 10 years in prison. I pray you keep your hand upon him and his family, his wife and his kids, and help them to be able to work through all that's going on. I pray there's a support system for them. But, Lord, I also praise you for, th- for having pastors that are willing to, to convert the truth to the point, Lord, that they might be arrested because of what they're speaking. And Lord, within the medical world right now, I pray you continue to wake people up and shake the narrative. I pray you continue to shake the houses. Shake the houses, Lord. Let people be reminded that their house has to be built on a foundation. And if the foundation isn't good or solid, the house is going to fall. I pray, Lord, you begin to bring conviction. Let there be a great spirit of conviction in Washington, D.C., in our state capitals, in our nation, in our communities, in our neighborhoods, and help us to see live out practically and have the truth in our tongues at all times. Oh, that's our prayer. And I pray it today in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, folks, today on Practical Prayer in the Spirit, I'm going to be talking about, um, I, I, want, I want to specifically address those that are, that are seeking the baptism of the Holy Spirit, but yet you're not in a Pentecostal church. Uh, I want to talk about some of the things that that, that, that will challenges that that will bring opportunities that will bring uh but speak very clearly i've I've had several several emails from folks saying hey i'm in a i'm in a non-pentecostal church and god's baptized me in the spirit and i i'm sensing things and hearing things and and i'm just going to talk about what you need to do um and and how you need to approach that uh how you need to talk to your to your pastor so uh and no baptized by immersion is water i'm talking about being baptized in the spirit which is when you pray when you when you're baptized spirit and speak in tongues and the and the acts chapter two experience so <clears throat> that's what i'm talking about and so the practical prayer in the spirit um I, I i talk about being baptized in the spirit talk about tongues talk about the gifts talk about those things uh on tuesday and that'll be today at noon so uh, nonetheless uh point is folks that there are some of you that are in, in non-Pentecostal churches that are trying to figure out what to do. And the answer always is, is not always to leave that church. And so I want to talk about that because I've got a, you know, uh, that sort of thing. So nonetheless, I, that's, that's been heavy in my heart lately. And so I'm going to share about those things. So nonetheless, nonetheless, uh, hope to see you join me. Hope, hope to have you join me at noon. Um, 
Thursday, as of right now, we'll not be doing a a, a from the perch uh, due to schedule situation going on. But uh, that could change if my schedule changes anymore. I'll, I'll let you, I'll let you know by Wednesday what's happening with that. So uh, anyway, um, we'll see how that works. So all right, so folks, I will see you at noon. Hope to, so. God bless and have a great rest of the day.